breakfast morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Emmy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday, and today is a very exciting day because Ronnie. Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. I like the girl. Who cares who you like? Yes, right. Turn to your mama, turn to your aunt, turn to your grandma, maybe your great grandma in some cases, and tell them that Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike of New Edition, BBD, and Bobby Brown Solo Success will be here this morning. Yes. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even feel like I don't I don't even want to talk to anybody who I have to explain who Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike is. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain things they should black- know. I mean, they should know, but a lot of them don't. The kids probably, but at certain things in the black community, if I say you should be able to repeat, like if I say raindrops, drop top. Yes. If I say Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how you got to G check your, your fellow brothers and sisters sometime and make sure they up to par in their blackness. Well, you know, that new edition movie, once that came out on BET, I think that helped a lot of people out. A lot of kids who might not have known who new edition was Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. That's right. And yeah. Ralph. So I'm a- <laughs> yeah, and Ralph. Ralph and will be here, but just you know, well, Ralph I mean, and, they're and Johnny. in the group, you know. And Ralph and right. Johnny, they're right, not right, coming, right. but we'll t- we'll discuss all that, I'm sure. And Ralph and Johnny not in that line. Why weren't they in that line? Why why did they just say? Well, Ronnie, Johnny wasn't Bobby, there at the Ricky time. Mike. Yeah, why? Johnny Ralph? wasn't there at the time, and Johnny Ralph got was the one that was talking. Later. Uh, yeah, Ralph was. He's not gonna say his own name. Oh yeah, Ralph was talking. That's weird though. Ronnie, nah, because Ricky and he, Mike. Yeah, I Ralph like is the one singing it. You, you like, yeah, cool. got, yeah, he was singing it. I didn't know he that was, was saying, Ralph. I like the girls. And he was like, Ron, he was, anyway, you should know oh, the song. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, okay, Ralph, yeah, Ralph wouldn't be speaking in, uh, what, third person? He's not going to shout himself out. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Man, there's a hurricane uh, headed toward Hawaii. And we'll tell you the precautions they are taking there. And Donald Trump, he's trying to distract you. We'll tell you what his big thing that he's petitioning for now. It's not a big thing at all. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout to Chicago. Shout to the Shot Town. I'm actually broadcasting from Chicago at an event here last night. So shout to everybody in the Shot that listens on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, one of the homies texted me last night and said, Yo, MV just G checked me in the club. I was like, What? I'm like, That don't even sound. Oh, right. yeah. What yeah, does he do? No, I mean, you know what I... Anyway, that's inside information. Let's get in some front and I'm, page I'm in news. A, and I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. But we would love to hear that in front page news. No, you wouldn't. No, what you happened? wouldn't. I shouldn't even have said that. I know. I sent you. I told you. What is wrong with you? Oh, I thought it was something else happened. Okay. No. Envy's always checking somebody. <laughs> Go ahead, ye. All right. Well, let's talk about this hurricane <laughs> that is headed toward Hawaii. It's going to be a Category 4 storm. Right now, they are telling residents there to get ready to have supplies ahead of that hurricane Hurricane Lane coming. They're saying that could make landfall in the coming days. I was looking at video footage. You can see the supermarkets. The shelves are empty. Everybody's getting their supplies together. And they're saying that could land sometime in the next 24 hours. Yikes. I know. It's such a scary thing to, to know that that's coming and to have to prepare for it. But it's good to know 
because then you can get out of there, but you never know what to expect. Should we pray for Hawaii now? I do what we usually do and wait till after the disaster happens. No, I mean, we I should think, start praying yeah, I now. I think we should be praying now that the hurricane doesn't hit instead of waiting until it hits and then everything's terrible and then saying pray for Hawaii. Right. Well, you we never know how bad it's going to be. So uh, they're saying there's strong winds. The primary threats will be rough surf, coastal erosion, heavy rainfall. Even if the center of the storm does not move directly over the islands, they're expecting 10 to 15 inches of rain with isolated amounts greater than 20 inches. So that could lead to landslides and that could lead to flooding as well. Mm. All right, now Donald Trump, he is upset at ESPN for the decision not to televise the national anthem. He had a rally in West Virginia, and here's what he said. You're proud of our country, and unlike the NFL, you always honor and cherish our great American flag. It was just announced by ESPN that rather than defending our anthem and defending our flag, They've decided that they just won't broadcast when they play the national. We don't like that. Uh, Donald Trump needs a new play in his playbook. That call out the NFL whenever new info leaks that could connect him to Russia collusion is getting old. And if you fall yeah, for that distraction, you're an idiot. ESPN okay. has already said that decision is consistent with how they've handled that situation in the past few years. They haven't been airing the national anthem. Who anyway. cares? What about Michael Cohen uh, possibly calling out Donald Trump for collusion with Russia? What about that? Okay, let's keep right. our eye on the ball here. Now, CBS right. Sports also does not plan to televise the Star Spangled Banner either, which is the same thing they've done in recent years also. Um, and Fox Sports said the network plans to show the anthem only during what it considers to be very special broadcasts like Veterans Day and Thanksgiving and during the playoffs. The fact that y'all are falling for this distraction is unbelievable to me. Like, I wouldn't even be releasing statements on any of that. I'll just be asked. I'll, my statement would be, well, what about his collusion with Russia? And, what, and Michael Cohen possibly diming him out. That's what I'd be talking about. Right. Well, he's All not right. a big fan of Michael Cohen. And uh, Donald Trump has now admitted to paying these women to not give any information, uh, the women he's had affairs with, but saying it didn't come from his campaign fund. So now he's saying he did nothing wrong because he's the one that refunded the money out of his That's personal right. money. Donald Trump said that was my money, okay? I paid for <laughs> I paid for those hoes, is what he said. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Drop on a clue, mom, for Trump. When he said little gangster lines like that, I'd be like, wow. How can he get away with that? And he's the president of the United States of America. It changes the whole oh, story goodness. he was telling before. That's why his base loves him, man. His base don't care. Why? Because he just don't care. Like that. He don't care. Like, hey, it's not illegal to do what I did. It was my money. It wasn't campaign money. I've been a billionaire for a long time. All right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a bad morning, or... Maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is B-Mom from the Metro, man. 803, what's happening? Get it off your chest. Yes, a couple of days ago, rather, I went to the Beyonce Jay-Z concert at Williams Bryce downtown. Now, Beyonce's beautiful, obviously, she's wonderful. But Hov gotta Hov gotta stop trying to look like this young rapper, man. Like, you got the resume, man. We know, like, you don't gotta make it seem like you 27 and you about to drop reasonable doubt again, man. Like, why, why? do you think why, why do you think Jay-Z's trying to look like he's 27? Yeah, I don't why? get that vibe from him. Well, 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 one of the parts of it is that he's growing his hair out now. He can do that. 
I don't got no problem with that. That's a young thing, but that kind of adds what? to him making trying to make himself look young again. Man, no, like, man. Well, no. He's got, he he's got a good hair. He's got a good hairline, and exactly. he wants to show it off. What's wrong with that? If That's was, a rarity. If no. I was, if I was 47 and could grow my hair out, I damn sure would. Hell, I'm 40 now and can't grow my hair out, but I would if I could, goddammit. Usually people cut their hair when they try to look younger. They cut their hair and cut their facial hair. Jay's just letting his hair grow. He does it all the time. Hope is moving, though. I'm just saying, like, at the Wait. end of the day, if you look at Snoop, Snoop keeps reinventing himself. He got the reggae album, and he got oh the gospel goodness. album. Snoop ain't trying to be this full-fledged rapper no more. Yes, nah, he he's still rapping. Uh, Jay-Z's not a full-fledged rapper no more either, sir. Jay-Z's got television and movie production deals. Jay-Z's got uh, businesses. Jay-Z's, uh, Jay-Z's not a full-fledged rapper. Jay-Z's a business, sir. And if he does, who cares? That's what he enjoys to do. He's not doing it for money. He's doing it because he really enjoys it, bro. But thank you for calling. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, what's up, Trav? <laughs> hey, ye. Hey, Trav. What's up, Charlemagne? What up, sis? His backdoor entry is getting old, man. Just want you to know that. <laughs> Trav, people, uh, somebody thought that uh, you were instructed to call here yesterday and slander Joe Button. Um, I have this psycho that found me <laughs> on Instagram, and I blocked him. He made another page. He just continuously keeps writing me, telling me that Charlemagne paid me to call up there, <laughs> and I knew <laughs> Joe was having a Spotify deal. And yeah, I'm like, that is the crazy. Like, first of all, salute to my man Joe Button for his Spotify deal. Why would I? Why would I call somebody? Why would I pay somebody to call up here and slander Joe Button? Like, I knew his Spotify deal was getting announced yesterday. Like, come on, man. Stop it. And and on top of that, I wasn't... Well, no, I did slander Joe Button. But I do love Joe Button, and I love his podcast. And I didn't call for nobody to cancel him or nothing. All I said was he played with the LGBT community. So I was going to play with his community, the yeah, SDE that, community. That's a, the, the SDE community. <laughs> that oh was what somebody gosh. said to me yesterday, too. They was like, you you revealed yesterday that you listened to Joe Budden's podcast. I, I always listen to Joe Budden's podcast. Well, I'm sure he's coming on The Breakfast Club next week, so you guys can talk to him then. Right. You can call up and talk to him, Trav. We'll get you to call up. Well, John, I want to clue bonds for Joe Budden. No, I actually <laughs> love that he got a Spotify deal. That's and I love him all now. That's a good anyway, look for him. I want to call and talk about um, my brother, man. I was talking to him yesterday. And he finally got a radio. Cause I told y'all he locked up. Um, okay. Like my, my my twin is locked up for thirty years. Well, he did four now, so he's he doing twenty six more. But Damn. he's gonna give him a shout out on the radio. Um, I was gonna say the justice system is very very flawed. They gave him a felony at the age of seventeen, and I actually watched how when you first get a felony, you're trying to get a job like where you where you can't even put on the application when you apply for Burger King that you got a felony just so you can work at Burger King, and they find out that you got a felony and they still fire you from Burger King where they wouldn't hire you anyway. And they're just watching him apply and apply and apply and get turned down, get turned down. And it makes you do stuff, you know, as you get older to try to get money and try to take care of your kids where they finally catch you doing something and, you know, give you a bunch of years, more years if he would have murdered somebody. It's interesting. I never lied about that when I was growing up. Like when I used to grow up and I used to, uh, you know, go fill out job applications, I never lied on my felony thing and still got jobs. But well, you, you did people, that. You did some that people might not places. get their opportunity. Yeah, you never know. And I don't think people care about in the music industry about felonies, depending on I'm what felony I'm not talking about no damn music industry. I'm talking about Taco <laughs> Bell. I'm talking about a, a telemarketing place. I'm talking about a, a clothing store in the mall. I'm talking about a warehouse called Industrial Acoustics. I'm talking about no damn music industry. What are you no. talking about? Right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Didn't your sister fire you from Taco Bell? She did after two weeks. Had nothing to do yes. with my felony record. So you didn't have to fill out a um yeah, you didn't have to fill anything out for her to see? Yeah, you work you for mean, your sister, damn it. That's I why you got the job. Out an application for Taco Bell. 
I'd have fired you too. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? My name is Tanila. Hey, Tanila, get it off your chest. Oh, I'm mad because I got to wake up 5 in the morning just to go to school. Ooh, girl, listen, 5 in the morning, I'm, I'm already headed to work. How old are you? Fine. I'm 13. You think, oh. I, I don't want to hear your little young ass complain, girl. I, 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 I wake up 4 o'clock every morning. I've been waking up 4 o'clock every morning for eight years. All but right? why, do you, why do you have to get up so early? Because I got to get ready and stuff, and then that's when I got to take the bus. Well, congratulations oh. for having a life. All right. Well, you I remember the early, early bird gets the worm. Remember that. Because in a couple I, of years, you're going to have to really work, and then you're not going to like that. So just enjoy your high school and your junior high school. Enjoy that now. Okay. That's right. And, and like Angela, you said, the early bird gets the worm, but it has nothing to do with you because you're not a bird and you don't eat worms. Hello, who's this? Hey, y'all. It's me, Salem. Good morning. Hey. Hey, hey. Salem. Get it off your chest, yeah. mama. Hey, okay, so I wanted to leave a little PSA announcement to these. Uh, I was getting trolled on the internet, I mean, on Instagram the other day, saying how I shouldn't be dating black men from the Eritrean men in my culture with that stupid mindset. And I wanted to let them know, just because you live with your parents, and I'm sure your daddy want to kick you out, and I'm sure your hairline's receding, you shouldn't hate on, Damn. you know, Eritrean women wanting to date black men. Like, I was getting horribly trolled. It was so annoying just because my preference in black men. But Eritrean uh, women are black. I mean, they're African, but they're, they're black. They're, they're just annoying. They're just basically trying to say that black men are, they're going to cheat on you. They're going to leave on, you know, they're just saying ignorant stuff, but I wanted to say that. But since I am talking about Instagram, can I tell my, uh, to the people to follow me? Yes, you can, baby. Follow me on Instagram, y'all, at S-A-L-E-M-E-S-A-Y-A-S. Let me ask you a question. And Do your followers go up when you make these when you call into the breakfast club? I think so. I think it does. Just because of you, though. But, Charlamagne, uh, you know how the other day you did say you didn't like Jeremiah? Well, Jer his name yeah. is Jeremiah, yeah, guys, not Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Whatever his name is. I don't know. Oh. Mr. Unrecognizable Face, yes. Okay, I have records. You know, I love you, Charlamagne. But you know what you said the other uh, I saw, I was listening to the I Heart Radio. Let me pull the record. You said on January 4th, 2017, on the episode, the gang is all here that you liked his music. I'm, I do like his music. I just don't know what he looks like. Really? Nope. He looks like a creative player on NBA 2K right before you oh, add any features it. to him. I am done. Stop okay, it. Okay, y'all. I got to go back. Thank you, Mama. I love y'all. Love you, too. We love you back. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. And guess what, guys? What? Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Mm -hmm. I like the girl. Who cares who you like? Cool it now. All right. BBD and Bobby Brown will be joining us next hour. And we got rumors on the way, E? Yes, sir. Yes, I mean, let's shout out Joe Button and his podcast. We'll tell you what deals he's been landing. Also, what would you do if you thought your flight was about to crash? We'll tell you what Post Malone did when he thought that perhaps it might be the end. He said the N-word. Right. <laughs> no, he didn't. Let that <laughs> fly for the culture one time before I die. <laughs> we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast hey. Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Post Malone. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, we told you about the emergency landing that the flight that Post Malone was on had to make. It was a private jet going to London from Teterboro in New Jersey. 
And he said that he actually sent out a group text. He didn't do one by one individual messages, but he sent his text to his family and friends, just letting him know that uh, he, just letting them know that he loves them. And he said that we took off. Apparently, there was a sensor in the back that flipped out, so we landed. Then we took off again, and we just heard the tire pop. So he was preparing for death. Happened. He thought he was going to actually die. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, it was an emergency. Yeah, when things like that happen, they saw smoke coming from the plane and everything. So anything could have went wrong. You don't know if you're on a plane, a small private jet like that, and you see smoke coming and there's an emergency Absolutely. landing. You never know what's going to happen. Wouldn't you send out a text? Yes. Um, yeah, if I was Post Malone, I'd have trolled the internet one good time before I died. Or I'd have just tweeted out, nigga. That'd be the most well, die. That would be the most emotionally conflicting thing ever if he would have died in that plane crash and that was his last tweet. I would hope that he would rather tweet his friends and family. I mean, text his friends and family and tell them that he loves Pretty them. Pretty much. Think about trolling at that time, but... All right, He's Kanye. a kid when they're not thinking about trolling. He's not a kid. Kanye might be facing a class action lawsuit, and that's because one of his fans was upset. We guys remember all the Life of Pablo nonsense where he tweeted out, my, li- my album, The Life of Pablo, will never, never, never be on Apple, and it will never be for sale. You can only get it on Tidal. Of course, that didn't happen. A lot of people went and got Tidal after that. They said the membership grew from $1 million to $3 million in the months that followed. Maybe not necessarily just from that tweet, but some fans feel like they might have uh, subscribe to title just because of that. So now there's a whole lawsuit. We don't know if it's going to be a oh class action lawsuit God. or what. Yes. What? First of all, title is, is better than Apple. That's just my personal opinion. You know, I, I have both, but I, I prefer title. But why is that his problem? Just because he said his album was going to be exclusively on title. That's, that shouldn't be his problem because a bunch of fans went to sign up for title because of Kanye. Right, well, it could be a class action lawsuit. I know sometimes y'all get those notifications. It's like a big, thick envelope in the mail where they're like, uh, whatever your phone carrier is, is a class action lawsuit. So he could do something like that because they're saying this does fall in line with grounds for class action. That's when a group of people wow. affected by the same injury brought on by a product or action can collectively sue a defendant. How so, is that an injury, though? Just because you signed up for injury to somebody's pocket, though. I don't know. Oh that sounds God, crazy. That sounds ridiculous, man. But individually, people probably wouldn't even get that much money, but it would probably hurt because it's a lot of people. All right, Joe Button, congratulations to him. His podcast has landed that deal with Spotify. And, of course, you know, his Revolt TV show is coming. Drop on a cool bounce with Joe Button. Here's what Joe Button had to say. We are gathered here today for the state of the culture. In this digital age, there is an endless need for information. With more information comes more understanding, more acceptance, more unification. We are here to bridge the gap between the streets and the boardrooms, between the trap house and the penthouse, from the young Lils to the older OGs. It's a need for more correct information. There's a lot of misinformation out there uh, online now. Well, Joe yeah, shout, to, show, shout to Joe, too. Yeah. Joe Button's show uh, for State of the Culture on Revolt is going to be starting on September 10th, and his deal with Spotify kicks in September 12th, so you can hear his Joe Button podcast exclusively on Spotify. It'll still be available video on YouTube, but you can hear that exclusively on Spotify. And, of course, his whole back catalog, 175 episodes already is available to stream on Spotify as well. Yeah, I think and let me the, apologize. Yeah. Let me apologize to Joe, too, because I didn't oh, believe him. Oh, what you apologizing to Joe for? No, because when he told me... When he told me he was giving up rap, I doubted him. I was like, there's no way you're going to give up rap. He's like, no, I'm done with rap. You know, we were talking in the barbershop. He was like, I'm done with rap. I'm not going to rap again. I'm going to this new platform. I'm not rapping anymore. I was like, yeah, all right. 
But he really did it. So I'm proud of Joe. I shout to Joe, man. I, I think it's dope. this damn thing. I think it's dope for Joe. Uh, it gives hip hop podcast legitimacy, of course. And Spotify wants access to the people Joe has access to every week. And I'm happy that podcast content is being looked at as legitimate content. You know what I'm saying? Everybody level up. Create content the way you want. And if corporate wants to partner up with you, you know, partner up with what, what you're already doing, cool. If not, F them because everybody getting to their bags on their own. All right, Absolutely. now Kodak Black is turning down some big money to perform right now because he's going to be working on some music. You know, he was locked up for seven months. Now that he's out, he's getting all of these offers, over $100,000. So, so far he's turned down 125000 Labor Day in Tallahassee. Uh, the money's coming in good, but he's working on some new music. So right now he's not doing any of these performances but it, it looks good for, for Kodak Black now that he's a free man. You wouldn't go up the street just to grab 125 grand? Tallahassee, Tallahassee, right there. He, but, for, you know, he probably could get more. He probably could get more somewhere else. Yeah, but he's right, right there. He two seconds from home. Where you live? In Miami, right? Where Kodak mm-hmm. live at in Florida? He's from Fort Lauderdale, sure. I believe. But, um, yeah, so he lives in that area. He's from Florida. Mm. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. And we got to say welcome and good morning to our newest family member, KBBT, San Antonio's number one for hip-hop and R&B. Welcome to the family, 98.5, the beat in San Antonio. This is huge. I love San Antonio, and I can't wait to go back. Listen, San Antonio, I know y'all lost Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Right. But now y'all have the Breakfast Club. That means nothing as far as it comes to the Spurs, but it sounds good coming out of my mouth, doesn't it? No? All right. Oh, no. no. Well, we're no. really excited to be, of, to be part of that family. So there you have it. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, shout to San Antonio, to, uh, San Antonio. And when we come back, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, I like the girls who care who you like. Yes. yes new addition. Well, that's a new addition. BBD and Bobby Brown will be joining us next hour. BBD I'm and so Bobby excited. Brown of New Edition. You can say that. Right? Of New Edition. Yeah. And I'm doing a mix this morning. So you can start getting in your request for your favorite. Uh, Bobby Brown joint, your favorite new edition joint, and your favorite BBD joint. So get your request in right now, all right? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special, uh, we got some special guests in the building. A room yeah. for the legends right That's now. Right. Ooh. Hey, hey. Belvin like the the that. And one of them has never been here, and I I'm like so excited to meet him. Bobby Brown. <laughs> yeah. What up? Yeah. 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 What's going on? So Bobby now it's Ronnie, Brown's Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. That's yes, right. RBRM. Now, right. For, has this collective come about because Ralph and Johnny own the name New Edition? No. Oh, right. Um, this came about because we are, um, we just want to go on tour. That's you know, right. we right. want to embark on some, something different. Um, we want to add a, um, another child to New Edition, mm-hmm. um, which is the mother um, of all of us as individuals and as groups, and mm-hmm. so we just added another baby to the to the pot. You right. know, RBRM. Um, we're looking forward to getting out there on tour, man. The tour that y'all went on before, how was that tour? Because I know at one time y'all went on tour, it was good, and then I heard there was rumblings. Were y'all all good, or there was problems? Still, man, mm-hmm. when you when you rocking with the guys that you've been rocking with, you know, most of your life, I mean, it's a marriage. Right, you know, it's family, and sometimes we all agree, and we're all on the same page, and sometimes we're not. Right, you know, this might be a little controversial, but honestly, like, you know, thank God for BBD, thank God for Bobby Brown, and the fact that we're able to come together because, you know, if we didn't have this, if we didn't have these other entities, these other groups, you know, I don't know what we would do. We would just we kind of be asked out. 
You can't sing Candy to. Girl by yourself. Right, right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what is there to argue about but that? You, you, go, you do go to stage, you do your soul, <laughs> y'all really, can just split up. You ain't got to speak man, to each other. Man, if it was, <laughs> it, it, trust me, if it was that simple. If it was that simple, yeah. If it was that simple, I don't know simple, if y'all saw Colony Bad's performance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you hear about it all the time. You hear about groups breaking up, getting back Rolling together. Rolling Stones. You I mean, know, everybody from Jodeci to 112 to whoever it is. Uh, maintaining, getting everybody on the same page in the group is really challenging. But you it's figure when you're young, it's ego. But right. now when you, when you get a little older, you be like, it's about the check. I got to go feed the family. Exactly. So it's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's the only thing. thing. You, hey, and that's you the only thing, thing I think about. It should be about that, you yeah. know? Right. And that's what we think about. We got we got families, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, and like you said, it's especially about, when the bar is set so high, the new addition story, Right. Uh, generations of people that weren't attached My to us initially to right are, now right. are waiting to come see us. Right. So you're right. In one sense, it doesn't have to do with the ownership of the name, mm-hmm. but it does have to do with differences. You know, the reason right. why all six of us are not sitting well, here right well, now. Why do Ralph and Johnny own the name New Edition? I think it was sitting out there, Charlemagne, and we was all focused on so much other stuff. That I don't think people even realize it. as important as it was. It was just an oversight. They right. trademarked mm-hmm. it. Yeah, right. someone right. caught it. Boom, boom, boom. We found out about it later. But we dealing with that now. Like I, I just feel like a phone, if you're going to trademark the name, that's something that all six of y'all should have been involved. Yeah. 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 So all six of y'all names should be on that. Yeah. 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 Actually, time, seven. Actually, seven. Actually, seven. With, with, with yeah. Brooke Payne. Yeah. Because he gave us the name. He right. thought of the name. Right, right. You know? So I saw when you posted that basically you were going to sit down with everybody and get everybody back on the same page, right? When mm-hmm. the tour fell apart at first and you guys are supposed to go on tour and perhaps do some more after the new edition movie. Right. So how did you guys all get back on the same page? How did that well, work? That was just more or less of the cry from the fans. I mean, we got some people in that really been with us from day one. You know, those are the button girls. Mm-hmm. And they really felt like what their children, like bro was saying, they wanted to bring their kids to the tour. And just with the fault of some of the things that didn't happen, that should have happened, I just want to let them know, just hold on. Y'all, we done seen this play before. We're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Just, right. I know y'all want it now, but it wasn't meant to be now, but it right. definitely has to happen. Because if we don't do it, then it leaves our legacy with an empty chapter. Right. I would love for all of y'all to answer this question, uh, starting with Bobby. Do you think that y'all dropped the ball after the new edition movie? Uh, I just think we didn't capitalize on... Um, Everything that we could have capitalized on, um, there was so much out there. There was so much money, so much um, that we were supposed to, you know, do after the movie. Um, I play, I play a major part in in, in that not happening. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm, I'm thankful that I was able to um, take my time with um, what I what I wanted to do and what we were gonna do. And um, fortunately, you know. We're here now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you said unf- you dropped the ball. How did you drop the ball? What what, what made you not want to jump in and do it? Well, I just you know I was I was not in the in, in the frame of mind to mm-hmm. um, to um, go out on tour or or, or mm-hmm. be performing. You know, mm-hmm. I had other things that I was working on. You know, and um, it just wasn't the right time. For right. Me. I would say, bro, in the basketball term, we definitely turned it over. Mm-hmm. Answer to your question, yes. And I, I, same thing, we definitely dropped the ball, but you can't force anyone to pick up the phone to return the calls, right? You know, to come to the meetings. Yeah, yeah. Definitely dropped the ball, man. When you um, think of 
not very many times in a career or in life do you get the chance to reset and reset again and reset again, right? And for the movie to come out so good to not have the full participation of all six of us is disappointing. Mm. But ultimately, the four of us sit here, mm-hmm. you right. know, and we look to continue the legacy of New Edition, you know, RBRM is not a new name for New Edition. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike is just that, you know, four guys from New Edition. Like Mike said, we're going to get back to New Edition at some point. Are y'all going to do New Edition songs on tour, or y'all just... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. absolutely. Now, have you guys all seen the Bobby Brown story yet? No, I haven't. We haven't. Yet. I haven't seen one scene. Right. I only thing I see. Only thing I've seen is what everybody else is seeing. Listen, I've seen about I four or five scenes that. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there engaged, just intense, <laughs> just wanting more. So, yeah, yeah. I read the book. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, Bobby Brown, every little step, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Nice. So much so that I, I, I yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if BT can handle it. I don't know. If, I, I think it need to be rated R or something. Like yeah, that. probably so. But um, I think we we did a good job with um, calming it down. You mm. know, it's still raw and gritty. Yeah. But it's 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 made for TV. So mm. you know, in your book, you mm. got a story about Janet Jackson. Oh God, mm-hmm. we talk about your relationship with Janet. Is that in the movie? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. I haven't seen the movie, the full cut of oh, the movie yet. Really? I wanted to wait um, to watch the whole movie with you know the world. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to um, spoil it for myself. In the book, everybody talked about the story when you f- the ghost, but I was like, right. he threw Janet out of a hotel room naked. That's the story. That's the story. People call you the king of R&B. Do you consider yourself the king of R&B? No, no. I, uh, I'm the king of stage, though. You know, um, you put me on stage against anybody and I whoop their ass. Even now? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hey, yo. Listen. We rocking with him. Listen. Do you still get that feeling when you're on tour when they, like, when they perform it? Like, you know what? Let me jump out there and show them what I got. Do you still, does he still do that? No, not with them. Okay. Nah, I'm, nah. With, Bob, them, with no, them, it's something different. With yeah, them, Bob, with them, no, I, I, I don't. When it's our turn, we don't f- around either. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. no, we I say it loud, too. No, but Bobby, one of the greatest moments uh, on stage of yours, to me, and they play it all the time on the internet, when you was dancing, and you dropped some type of substance out of your pocket. It was my watch off my wrist. It wasn't coke? No, no. Oh. It was my watch off my wrist. Oh. Why would I walk on stage with coke in my pocket? Yeah. You know, it might melt. <laughs> you didn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't miss a beat. I ain't sir. trying to mess up my melt. line later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It> might melt. <laughs> uh, right. All right. We got more with New Edition and BBD. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. That's right, BBD and Bobby Brown in the building. Charlemagne? Now, is it a problem between you and Ralph, Bobby? No, there's no problem between okay. me and Ralph. There's no problem between any of us. We just we just have our, our times, you know. Mm-hmm. All brothers have, you know, difficulties with each other at one point or another. But there's no problems with us. So will they be right. popping up on some dates, perhaps? Like a couple here and there? Probably, no? probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like What's the last time y'all had to move furniture and just fight? You know, I know y'all grown, 
Right. But still, y'all got to feel it. What's the last time you said? Knees a little creaky now, man. Let's Anybody just move, that, let's just move this furniture. Fine. We'll slap by a little bit. It was, it was Mike and, and Johnny in Detroit in the lobby. Recently? Nah, that was uh, it was a nah. few years ago. I wish really? I could put that, in the movie. That's nice. Right. Four or five. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. We can't wait. Right, 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 furniture. Right, right. I'm going to hit Not you with recent. some furniture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like Mike said, so listen, you know, we 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 pushing for nights four and five. So that's yeah. why we don't want to come in and just give you all the details about who said what, who did what, mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, because one wrong word in the interview, you won't talk to Ralph and Johnny until exactly. 2020. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we found out from the new edition movie that, that uh, Ricky had a problem with drugs. Was there ever a point where drugs became a problem for the group as a collective? Uh, nah, nah. We, nah, we didn't really, I mean, we smoked weed and drank. Yeah. You know, that was probably the most we did yeah, as a, a group together. Yeah, we did, we did that. that. I once wrote the quickest joint in the world. <laughs> Where? In the back of the bus, we, we <laughs> were sitting in the back of the bus and we was, um, you know, we was Bobby smoking. rolled sloppy blunts. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Get out of here with that <laughs> shit. Ron, 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 you gotta give Ron, Ron, Ron rolled the best blunt. Yeah, Best let's go. Like, right, right, hands down. Sit in that bathroom go, no, wait for Ron. <laughs> right. Ron is spitting that motherfucker that way and then right. go this way. And, nah. and, and honestly, when we put it in the movie, we was trying to tell BET, let us be us. But they was like, yo, we can only put so much of this, that, and the third. Just so much <laughs> people didn't know until the movie. Y'all didn't know about y'all individual? Nah, because um, during my, you know... Um, battle with cocaine and and pills and everything else, it was like on that downswing when we wasn't working, mm. which actually played a lot in the reason you know why I used so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like depressed and full of anxiety and not knowing where the next check was coming from, and that was just how I started to deal with you know all of those issues. Were you shocked, Bobby, that Ricky had a coke problem? Yeah, I was extremely shocked. Um, I didn't find out till you know. To later on, and um, he's he's probably one of the reasons you know that I stopped when I when I realized that you know if my big brother you know developed a problem because of and I felt because of me mm-hmm. you know because of you know what I was going through um, I just felt bad you know but um, we we work with each other now and mm-hmm. we. Um, we hold each other up. Why did you feel like you were responsible for his drug problem? I don't know. You know, just me being gone and me being away and them dealing with what they were dealing with, with Ralph and, and, and Johnny. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, I don't feel I was the, the reason he did it. You know, mm-hmm. I just felt bad. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Did you ever regret leaving and going solo? Did you ever regret that? No. Role? Never let no. me. No. How, How could you? How could you? How could you? Yeah. Not, whatsoever, not whatsoever. Man. No, because nah. um, he came right. He right. Came. Exactly. Listen to I mean, the that, depth, was, that, that was supposed to happen. That, yeah. The depth yeah. of I new was, edition. <laughs> the depth of new edition became deeper when Bobby left the group. Mm. You know, like not only was it Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, and then on Candy Girl, we're saying each other's names. But when he left the group, you really started to see the personalities of the individuals in the, in group, the group. You know. Yeah. And then Belle Bib DeVoe right. got formed. Boom. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Bobby, let me ask you this for um, your kids. Did you have to explain to them, like, before the book came out, before you do this movie, just everything that happened, like, have a sit down and say, okay, you're going to see a lot of things that you might not have known? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the part, part of the reason for doing the movie is to show my kids my life, you know, is to teach them 
you know, what what their father has been through. You know, I don't want to hide anything from them, and one day they pop up and on the Internet and see something strange about their father and not know about it. What, what did you think of, of Pusha T's album cover when you seen Pusha T's album? I haven't seen it. And it's it's just, it's, it's disgusting that, you know, they don't have enough sense and enough respect for for people that they do shit like that, you know. Um, Kanye knows, no, wait, wait, Kanye don't know no better. So um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even really worried about it. I don't even want to give them the time of day. Mm. You know, you know. I mean, you know, when you read your book, Bobby, you you realize all the losses that you've suffered. Do you do you ever think you'll get to a space where you aren't in grief mode, or are you are you always in grief mode? Um, I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I work on it every day. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's you 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 never stop uh, missing the person you love. You know, the person you lost. You never stop missing him. Uh, you never stop thinking about him. So I just try to. Um, think positively about them and think about the good times and mm-hmm. and keep them in my heart you know they're always around me so there's no there's no reason to grieve when you know you have loved ones that you lost you know mm-hmm. you don't grieve for them you feel happy for them mm-hmm. now with R&B music now do you think what do you think of R&B music now I should ask I think I think it's coming back I think I think we have a lot of great soul <clears throat> singers out there that are um male and female that um are bringing love back into music mm-hmm. you know um it's just the radio you know the radio is are are playing you know song after song that don't have no meaning and it just drills into kids minds and if you if you're not if you're not playing music about love then kids aren't going to know about love mm-hmm. you know we have to we have to start building their minds with love and care and not with all this booty shaking, <laughs> pop, pop, and, right? The shit you be doing. That was that was good. That was good when we did that. That was good when we did that. Bobby said, "Like y'all used to make those kind of records. Bobby used to make those kind of records. But your actual life was the opposite. It was both. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely. It was, it was no, definitely no. both. When we was, made poison. We was definitely. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You know, I'm not a hypocrite. But at the same time. <laughs> I have kids, you know, right, and right. I, I want my kids to listen to the type of music that I've listened to when I was growing up, mm-hmm. you know, love songs right, and things that make you want to dance. And for us, it, there was a balance, ultimately. Mm-hmm. I think it's life is about the correct balance, and when you're getting too much of anything that's not good for you, you see the result of it. We definitely need that balance of love and R&B infused back in the game because, man, hip-hop and almost southern influences squeezing a whole lot of shit out from pop to country and rock and roll you know for that matter when you think about the culture but when overall. we were 20 that shit was hot right slapping right. the yeah. ass was the exactly. hottest exactly. yeah well, that's, and that's like what we R. were Kelly doing now given everything that's happened with him i think <sighs> um Man. i think it's out of our league because to be in his shoes i i can't really relate you know, I know it's a great question, right. but I don't have a good answer for what he's going with. <laughs> that was a great answer. Right? That was a great answer. That's a great answer. But I ain't got a good answer. I like, I like Kels. And we had a joint by him. Damn, I wish we would have kept it. Right. Well, he wrote a joint for BBD. Yes. Yeah. Hell yes. BBD. That yeah. was mean. What happened? And more I politics know. with yeah. the writer, the producer, his yeah, man, and his that. man's man next to him. It was just, you yeah. know, you know I how it get. That wouldn't have played out well, especially because everybody would have kept going back to y'all yeah. on point. Yeah, it was hot, Joe. Yeah. 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 
it was hot. Right. So. Right. Tell him, man, you're a sh- for that one. <laughs> 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 All right, we got more with Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. That's right. BBD and Bobby Brown, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike in the building. Charlemagne? Bobby, right. you and Mike Tyson still cool? Yes, definitely. That's my brother. <laughs> Those are some great stories. It seems like y'all could have your own buddy movie oh, based man. off y'all life when y'all was young. We we would be uh, super cops. <laughs> <laughs> Just me and Bobby, super cops. What's the craziest Mike Tyson story? Oh, man. Um, wow. We were in Cleveland, and it was after a concert, and um, he pulled up in, at the hotel, and he had his Lamborghini truck. He's a little tipsy, you know, and I'm like, you know, I got to bring you home. And I'm not tips. I'm not tipsy, but I'm not sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So he lets me, <laughs> he, he lets me drive. He lets me drive and me and him in a Lamborghini truck in the snow in Cleveland, Ohio. We get stuck and we on the side of the road. Me and Mike Tyson have to walk. I don't know how far we had to walk to get back. But we made it back to the hotel, and <laughs> we didn't know where we left the truck. <laughs> so we had to, we had to have the police find the truck. We got, had to get it out of the snow and all of that. Ooh. But it was just it was just crazy that <laughs> me and him was walking in the snow. And this was celebrity was celebrity. Celebrity, yeah. celebrity. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Y'all did that a lot though. Y'all used to leave cars all over the place. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, we. I did. I did. How yeah. many cars did you leave? Just. Just leave them. Just break down and leave them. Flat I, I mean, I would. I would. When I go to a city, I I might be on the bus or in a limo, and I didn't really like riding in limos. And I might I might see somebody drive up in a nice Benz or something, and I get out and I always kept cash on me, so I would get out and offer them cash and buy the car and drive it around the city while I'm there and leave it at the airport or <laughs> leave it at the hotel. <laughs> You know, Bobby is also the reason Mike Tyson lost his first fight to Buster Douglas. Why? Because they was wilding together. We was wilding in Japan together and the night before, and um, I kept telling him to go to sleep. I kept telling him to go to bed, but he just, he just he didn't want to go to bed. No, I'm not sleepy. <laughs> Yeah. This, guy's, never... this guy's a bum. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be, I'll be right back. Watch. I'll, I'm coming. I'm, 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 I'm gonna walk in the ring. I'm gonna knock him out, and then I'm coming back to the party. <laughs> Damn it! So what was the conversation like after he lost? It was, it was not good, not good at all. Um, I cried a lot. I, I, I mean, I straight grown man ass cry, mm-hmm. and we, we didn't talk for a while until you know. We we didn't talk for a while. Because he blamed, he it, blamed on it on you? No, he didn't blame it on me. No, mm. no. How could you? I mean, if you didn't take your ass to sleep, you didn't take your ass to sleep. <laughs> Why did y'all talk about it? <laughs> no, it was just, you know, we just went separate ways, you know, different ways. Got you know. Bobby. Now, how are you guys all traveling on the road? Do you all have separate buses this time or... I mean, we're still figuring that out. Still figuring that out. Come on, Ricky. I got a lot of kids. No, here it is. Bob likes to bring his own family. Yeah, his own family. That makes sense. So he'll have his own bus, right? And I think Ron's gonna bring the kids and the wife out too. So he'll probably have his own bus. I'm gonna be squeezing them on our bus. Nah, nah. So that's the part we're trying to figure out. So what bus you riding on? I'm riding on the Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike one bus that that's coming off. 
paying for. Everybody's paying for. So what bus I'm on? You, if you you gonna be on this bus, I got four. <laughs> right. Hey, well then you need your own bus. All right. <laughs> Man, I think y'all should have had this figured out already. <laughs> 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 September sixth. Right. We still don't have. We actually doing how the interview started because that's the we were supposed to do. What? We were supposed to go on the road January 28th, 2017. Yeah. Right after the movie. Yeah. That's what we really wanted to do. Yes. With the you know. album, the tour, and the, all the paperwork right. that was waiting for signatures. Right. It's just... You know, with the date scrolling down or up during the commercial of the... Come yep. on, man. It was uh, a, it's, that's a layup. Yeah, you're right. right. Let me tell y'all something, man. That still hurts. Yeah, it does. Like, it hurts when you think <clears throat> about it. When you think about all the money... That slipped through our fingers. Oh my god! You know, I at that like time, it's, it's like I feel like y'all been in this I, game for forty years. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's right. Different. Uh, but, but, but wait, but wait, but wait. He's been asking all these damn questions. Hold on. <laughs> Ricky did some research after the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the top ten albums in iTunes, we had seven. Wow. So that meant the single sh- the sh- they made up. Oh, this is the new edition hits and the new edition remix hits. Right. We had seven. The deal was we was including all seven of them on one album, mm. and we was going back to record zero. Right. So all that paper would have been on one album, mm. as opposed to people searching and finding. Right. That was all ours for the taking, and that's a part of what the movie is about, all the money we didn't make. So we could have made all of that back in those Absolutely. three days. And not only right. that, that's what he's heard about. about exactly. generation that got to see New Edition right. that, that had no idea. Exactly. Like my daughter. My daughter... She plays New Edition now, wow. and she's 16 years old. Wow. Right. I grew up on it, so it's just it's crazy the fact that like she would have went to that tour. It would have been 70 year olds to 15 right. year olds. Right. 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 Down, right. down to some kids on on Instagram that was three and two years old. Now, Bobby, let's get back to some bull. Did you press Usher back in the day? Huh? Did you press Usher? It was what a rumor that you pressed Usher, like you ran up on Usher back in the day. No, 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 no. Oh. Me and Usher, that's my little, that's my little brother. Right. Yeah. Where'd you hear this rumor? Hey, oh, that's somewhere. Yeah, I forgot why I heard from? that. At, but it was always a rumor you ran up on Usher. Oh no, hell no, no. That's what my you, little brother. What did you think of Jay Z's line when he said to be Bobby? Then you have to be Bobby now. So it's tough being Bobby Brown to be Bobby. Then you gotta be Bobby now. I didn't hear that. I never heard that. Mm-hmm. You got really? some. But what does that mean? What did he mean? To be Bobby, then you got to be Bobby, Bobby now. now. I think he was just talking about like the ebbs and flows of life, the ups and downs of life. Like you got to take the good with the bad, basically. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. That's that's nice. That's just pretty clever. Yeah, that's clever. I get it. Mm -hmm. Did you guys have any hard feelings with each other? Like after the New Edition movie came out and you saw, because I know you guys sat together to come up with the script, but then actually seeing things play out, seeing how people felt, seeing other people's point of view was there like some tension after that Mm-mm. look at me so. might come no i i'm not did, did you, you have any tension no there mm-hmm. was just there, there was a couple things in there that um i didn't know happened mm-hmm. mm. that i'm still not sure if i believe right wow does that have to do with ralph um i'm not you know i'm not gonna say it because we're pushing for nights four and five <laughs> <laughs> i think y'all need to get all but, this out the way before y'all get them fours and five exactly exactly but yeah 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 yep 
Well, tickets are on sale right now. Yeah, that could be tickets. Forever, man. They're going to be in your market. <laughs> Definitely get your tickets. We appreciate you guys for Bobby, joining us, Bobby, you ain't never pressed no comedians for going too far with Bobby Brown jokes? Nah. nah. Never? I, ain't, I You know what? I got a, I got a great <laughs> sense of humor. And my attitude is this. If you don't walk up on me, then you don't you don't get these, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you walk up on me, right, then 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 we gonna handle some business. There's Absolutely. gonna be some furniture moving in that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I was one of the the, the early people to, to to rock with the Breakfast Club too. There you there go. You go. Yeah, it's salute to Ralph and Johnny. Ralph and Johnny yes, cut indeed. the bull. So everybody can get back together, please. Let's do this. Let's do this. Charlemagne said it. Let's do it. The Breakfast Club is BBD. What up, T? Bobby Brown. What up, T? Hey, Ronald Roman. Love y'all. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. My ad libs were fire just now. Y'all didn't even hear them. They were horrible. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Eminem. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Eminem sat down with LL Cool J on LL's Rock the Bells radio show. And they talked about a lot of different things. Eminem talked about meeting Dr. Dre for the first time. He talked about um, some of his major influences like LL Cool J himself, Run DMC, Beastie Boys, Ice-T, and the Fat Boys, people that influenced him as he was coming into this hip-hop game. In addition to that, he talks about why he decided to become a rapper. It's just something about the music spoke to me. You also didn't really have to be able to sing. It, it just felt empowering, and it just felt like, I don't know, it just spoke to me as a kid. Like, I, I wanted to be like you. Something about the, it was the energy, and the, you could just say what you want to say, and you could talk about your life, and you could talk about that bothers you and all that. You know, I just, I don't know, something, I just gravitated towards it, and I never strayed from the first day. I heard a rap song. Eminem is definitely a gifted rapper, though. You have to give him that. Like, you know, a lot of rappers aren't Absolutely. gifted nowadays. They just can rap and, you know, do some melodies over a beat. But Eminem's actually gifted. He's skilled. Now, he's so skilled that the song Stan, actually, now the word Stan is in the dictionary with the definition of what a Stan is because of Eminem. And he talked about coming up with the concept of that song. Because even though he was fans of a lot of other artists, he couldn't understand being a Stan. If you were walking outside the venue after a show, mm-hmm. and then you saw some fans, you took some pictures and sh- there's always going to be somebody that you don't have a chance to get to. That was one of the things that I started seeing. It was my first experience, really, with it. It was mm-hmm. like, what the f- is this? Like, mm-hmm. And people wanting me to sign, I don't get it. Like, it's a signature. <laughs> like, you know, I, I didn't understand it. And, and I think it was a combination of what I was going through at that time mm-hmm. and experiencing fame for the first time and all that stuff. Well, stands have always existed, though, right? He just gave it right. the name. I guess for him, you know, when he was young, he didn't understand, like, you know, and he became famous himself. He just didn't get it. I'm sure it's a crazy adjustment from where he came from and to how quickly he escalated. Here's what else he had to say about stands. When I got that beat from Mark 45 King with the Dido hook on it, I was mm-hmm. just like, put your picture on my wall. Like, that's what that's what I did as a kid mm-hmm. like how I felt when you first came out Run DMC first came out like just my my entire room walls were covered up to the ceiling with pictures and I put myself in the shoes of like worshipping you and worshipping Run DMC and like like thought like how can somebody worship me 
Well, you know what? You know what I think it is? You know yourself. Like, Eminem knows himself, so he probably never feels worthy of that standum. Like, you know how your fart smell. You know how you blow up the bathroom. Like, you know all the little intimate details about yourself. So you're like, why would you love me so much? Did you know what I just did in the bathroom? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. For all the Lawrence Hive people out there, and I'm talking about the show Insecure because Lawrence is no longer on the show, a.k.a. Jay Ellis in real life. Well, now it's been revealed that he has a new gig that he's doing. He's going to be starring opposite Tom Cruise in the new Top Gun Maverick movie, and that's going to be in theaters next year, July 12th. So congratulations to him. See, he's busy. He's booked and busy. I'll so. drop on the clues bombs for uh, Jay Ellis. We're doing that movie yes. with that 97-year-old white man who still looked like he's 36. And another congratulations to JoJo Simmons. He got engaged to his girlfriend who also nice. is... Yes, his baby mom. So congratulations mm-hmm. to them on that engagement. Now, recently, JoJo Simmons was just on The Breakfast Club along with Angela Simmons and Vanessa Simmons, his sisters, talking about growing up hip-hop. And we asked him about getting engaged. Here's what he said. Are you planning to get married? Of course. I mean, there's nothing really else for me to do. I know that that's who I want to be with. I know that's the mother of my child. And, and I love the healthy home. And, and, and it's great for me. Don't rush it. Oh, definitely not rushing it. Took me 16 years. You know what's so crazy? They oh, trying God. to rush me. The whole family trying to rush me. I'm not trying to rush you. She's amazing. Watch- Drop All one right. of the bonds for JoJo Simmons. Uh, sounds like he's moving into this nice, safe, gated community called the Faithful Male, uh, Faithful Black Male Community. You know, it's mm-hmm. a gated community. All we ask is trust. You know, keep your grass cut. You know, it's very safe in here. Very safe. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to this morning? Oh, man, I need this dude named Michael Pedersen to come to the front of the congregation, man. He uh, he hit our boy, big boy, from the back, man, and we need to talk about Whoa. that for after the hour. Whoa, all right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need hey. to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Hey. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, August 23rd, goes to a prosecutor with the L.A. County DA's office, okay, who's been on a leave of absence since January 1st, 2017, and his name is Michael Pedersen. Now, I don't know why Michael has been on a leave of absence, but Michael clearly is dealing with something. The reason I know Michael is dealing with something is because on Tuesday around 2 p.m., Michael was driving drunk through the mean streets of Calabasas, California. I repeat, around 2 p.m., Michael Mm. was driving drunk through the mean streets of Calabasas, California. You know Calabasas, uh, the hood of such goons as Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, Justin Bieber, Drake, just to name a few. Uh, Well, another resident of that neighborhood, and quite possibly the biggest goon in the mall, my man, the radio legend from the West Coast, someone I grew up admiring, and now it's a privilege and honor to call him a friend, Big Boy! Drop on the clues bombs for Big Boy, damn it. Well, Big Boy was driving through his neighborhood, uh, minding his own damn business, and then this drunk at 2 in the afternoon in Cali-faced man named Michael Pedersen rear-ended Big Boy from the back. All right? That's not the crazy. Mm-hmm. Might as well keep going. Uh, Michael Pedersen smashed Big Boy's ass in Calabash. 
right? <laughs> Not a little bump from the back either, okay? Michael Pedersen's car was badly damaged, so he had to be going at a high rate of speed. Now, sadly, drunk driving happens every day, B. I don't know why we have to continue to tell people not to drink and drive in 2018, but we clearly do because that message is not getting through to people enough. And although drunk driving is always donkey-worthy, that's not the reason Michael Pedersen is getting donkey today. The reason he's getting donkey today is because of what he continued to do after he hit Big Boy from the back. All right? Let's go to TMZ for the report straight from Big Boy's mouth. Before your cameras got there and before the sheriffs got there, I tried to attack him. And that was just one of the things where when I got out the car and I saw how intoxicated he was, I was like, man, this man is trying to keep me from going home to my family. So when I went at him, my buddy Jose and two other gentlemen stopped me. And I'm glad they did because that would have became the story or that would have been on my karma, so on and so forth. And it's not like I had to calm down. I immediately calmed down. I was just done. Then when he brought the bottle out, I was in disbelief, bro. I could not believe it. My man said, sorry. Like waved his hand and said, sorry, bro. I I was like, sorry. You know, but he just kept drinking. That guy was going to crash into something, man. I thank God that me and my buddy Jose, we took it because there's this uh, elementary school that's right there. There's family that crossed right there. I mean, he literally knocked us through, through the red light all the way through. Damn. That's Uh, crazy. Michael Pedersen hit Big Boy from the back. Why does that sound crazy? Let me reword that different. Michael Pedersen hit Big Boy's car from the back. Yes, there you go. Vehicular doggy style. Caused all that damage to the rear in a big boy's car. And what does Michael Pedersen do? Pulls out a big vodka bottle and kept drinking. Jesus Christ. Even though I know he's wrong, I kind of feel him. He's going to jail anyway, so if drinking means that much to you and you already drunk, why not keep going? Pass out in the cold tank, get some sleep, wake up with a headache, eat, go back to sleep again, wake up sober and bail out. Why not? Now, when cops finally did arrive on the scene and they finally got Michael out of the car, his pants fell down to the ground. Okay, he must have thought he was hitting something from the back for real. All right, why the hell did your pants fall down to the ground, Michael? And after his pants fell down on the ground, he too fell on the ground. So it really was no need for Big Boy to whip his ass because the vodka clearly had already done that. Uh, I don't understand the need to drive drunk in 2018. You got Uber, you got Lyft. It's crazy to me that we grab our phones for everything else, okay? Fight breaks out, grab your phone and record it. On the toilet doing the number two, grab your phone and go to Instagram. About to eat a great meal, grab your phone and take a picture of it. If you are drunk, why not grab your phone and call someone to pick you up instead of grabbing your car keys to drive? It's that simple. Never make permanent decisions on temporary feelings. And being drunk and wanting to drive is definitely a temporary feeling that leads you to a lot of decisions that you can't take back. Please give Michael Pedersen the biggest hee-haw. Jesus Christ. Did you call Big Boy to make sure he was all right? Uh, I texted him yesterday. Did he hit you back? Uh, No, he didn't hit me back. <laughs> oh, so, so I guess you guys are not friends. All right, bad. well, thank you, for the, thank you for that donkey of the day, sir. Yes, sir. Now, up did next you, is... Did you as, hit him at all? Yes, I actually did. Oh, okay. Did he hit you back? No, he didn't. All right, then. I guess y'all, <laughs> I guess y'all not friends. <laughs> Ask you what y'all are arguing about? The man got in a car accident. Y'all arguing over who's friends with him? <laughs> what is wrong with you two? Five eight five one zero five one. Ask ye is next. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? This is Ebony. Hey, Ebony, what's your question for Yee? So I have a baby father. He lives in D.C. I live in Houston. He hasn't seen my daughter in a long time, but he gives me child support. But it's not through the state or anything. He gives me $1,000. It goes solely to her daycare. But he falls off. Like, he won't call her for, like, a month. Mm, And she's three. She's to that age where she's dealing with emotions. Like, she'll say, you know, why doesn't my father pick me up from school? You know, things like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if I don't answer the phone for him after he's disappeared for, like, a month, then he threatens not to give me money. What should I do? Well, I think, number one, you don't want somebody threatening and holding that over your head because that's his child, too. So that money's going to his child. It's not him just giving you money. It's paying for the responsibility of being a father, which clearly he's not that responsible when it comes to it. He does send money sometimes. Are you against putting him on official child support? Well, my issue is I'm scared that I make good money. He makes really good money. I'm scared that if I, you know, go through the state, then they'll only give me like $300, which won't pay for her education. I have her in a really good school. And it's like $1,200 a month. Are you scared that perhaps he might just stop paying? Because you said, some? He does he pay you every month? Yeah, he pays me every month on time. It just okay. comes straight out of All his All right, check. so it seems like you have a good situation financially at least. He's on time. Yes. He pays that, so you don't need to put him on child support. The main thing is that you want to make sure that he's more involved in your daughter's life. Yeah, but I can't force him, you know. I can't I can't force his family. I can't do anything about it, but I don't want him dipping in and out of her life because emotionally that affects her, and I have to deal with her asking questions, and I don't want my baby to hurt over a man or think it's okay to, like, chase a man. Because she calls it, or she'll be like, let me call him, you know? And I don't want her calling him. He needs to be calling on a consistent basis. I think that the best thing that you can do, because it shouldn't matter who calls who, if she wants to reach her dad, as long as he answers the phone and speaks to her, that might get him more in the habit of wanting to talk to her. But maybe it's a situation where you guys set up a specific time where he makes himself available to talk to her, and then you just set it, and that doesn't work? No. Is he responsive if you send him a text and say, hey, would you mind calling your daughter tonight because she's asking for you? Will he respond to that? It's hit or miss, you know? It's just whatever is going on in his life, whatever he feels, it's not consistent. Right, and you're There's right. sometimes you where she FaceTimes him, you know, on her iPad by herself, and he won't answer the phone call, and he knows it's from her iPad. It's not me. All right, so, I mean, I think, and I'm sure you've explained this to him because you sound like a very rational person who's doing I the have. best for their daughter. <laughs> We've talked but about you know it what you do need years. to do? is just make sure you keep those lines of communication open with your daughter and always explain to her that you love her, that her father loves her, that sometimes he is busy doing things, but that he does want to still speak to her so she always knows that she's loved. And you need to let him know, even if it's you just sending him a video, or maybe he can make some videos that you can give to her so she could see her dad sometimes, even if he's not answering the phone. Just, hey, I love you very much. Daddy's going to call you. If there's things that you can do to make it easier so that she knows that her father loves her and, of course, that her mom loves her because you don't want her to feel a way about this later on in life. This does affect kids. But he's got to get more on point. And you're right. You can't force somebody to get more on point, but you can control the narrative of how your daughter feels about herself and about knowing that she's loved and knowing how great she is and that this is nothing that reflects on her. Okay. I know it's disappointing. And, And we can't understand why would anybody not want to be in such a beautiful child's life. 
the way that they should be. She's so beautiful. But, and you just you know. make sure make sure that she knows that. And that's going to be his issue that he has to deal with. And all you can do is hope that he gets better and make sure you keep those lines of communication open on his part and do what you can and keep on encouraging him to step up. But ask him to do those things. Ask him to record some videos so that if she wants to look at them and know that she's loved and get that reinforcement, that she can at least have those on hand. Okay, we're going we gonna to pray for these fathers out here. We're going to pray for them. We are going to pray for them. <laughs> All right. All right. You. Well, Ebony, we appreciate you for being a great mom. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee up now. Like it's the Breakfast Club. Morning, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Mimi. Hey, Mimi. What's your question for Yeezy? I have a childhood friend, and back in the day, he used to date my best friend, and here we are like 20 years later, and he's showing interest in me, but it's kind of weird because I've always seen him as a bro. Uh, you said you've always seen him as a bro, so you don't like him? I don't know. It, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's starting to grow on me. Here we are like a year later, but I just don't know. And he dated your best friend 20 years ago? Well, pretty much. Like, they dated from, like childhood until their adulthood but the scandalous thing about it is, is that you know they was together for like 11 years and then some hit the time. fan and we found out that she had been cheating on him for eight years out of 11. Mm. but that's still your best yeah. friend it still is and we talked and i talked to her about it and she don't care but i don't know like i but just you don't want to i do care and it's crazy i care but don't neither one of them care well, if you, I'm not sure if you have apprehension about dating him because of the situation or if you're just not attracted no, to him. I see what you're saying, and that's what I don't know. And I right, think like are you trying to make yourself be attracted? You said he's growing on you, but it doesn't seem like you like him. What is it that makes you even want to consider it? Well, he's a good dad. He's a good provider. He's good people all the way around. It's just, I don't know. And you got to think for the years that they were together, I was always accused of, sleeping with him and I never did. Now she might say she doesn't have an issue but 11 years is a long time and I understand that she cheated and did whatever but that is still supposed to be your best friend. No, I feel that and I definitely understand that but the thing is too is like it just sounds like a messy situation I, and it doesn't feel like you think that's your soulmate and you fell in love and you really want to date him. It feels like you're just yeah. considering it because it seems interesting but why invite all that drama if it's not something that you're passionate about? No, I feel you. But there's truly no drama either. Me personally, like, he's a good person, but I never knew all these years he's actually like me. Don't force yourself to date somebody that you're not feeling like that just because you feel like, okay, he's growing on me. You should do it if you feel like I really am attracted to this person and I can see your future. Don't just do it to do it. So if you want to admit that, yes, I really like him, and I want to pursue this, then pursue it. But it does seem like the way you're expressing it to me doesn't seem like you're that interested. I see what you're saying. I also, well, can I say something about the VMAs? So that whole Aretha thing was pissed off. I have <laughs> You're to not say even that. that interested in him. See, now you're talking about the VMAs, which, by the way, had the lowest ratings on TV. All ever. right. Well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, mama. Hold on, mama. And okay. the VMAs have sucked like that? It did have the lowest ratings. But it did do well, like, online. And that could also be how we consume television nowadays. You know, a lot of people look at things online instead of I only see clips what they want to see, you know? You know, they only see what they want to see. Because I only wanted to see a couple of acts. I wanted to see Cardi B. I wanted to see Nicki Minaj. And 
Travis Scott. Only want to see a couple of people. But anyway, that was Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Yee. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Charlamagne's boy, Pete Davidson. We all know Ariana Grande wrote a whole song about him. But find out what she has to say about knowing that he is the one. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, like we said, Snoop Dogg is always reinventing himself, and now he has a cookbook coming out. It's called From Crook to Cook, and that's going to have some of his uh, things like baked mac and cheese, chicken and waffles, also some drinks like gin and juice. Of course, he has his own formula for that. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. And he has that show with Martha Stewart as well. So, uh, I mean, why wouldn't he put out a, a cookbook? Yeah, salute to Snoop. I hate that term reinventing himself, though. Maybe Snoop is just multi-talented. And just as he grows, he uh, we, we, we get to see more of his talents. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you're reinventing yourself. You know, this is not st- probably something he would have did when he was yeah, 17, 18 years old. Yeah, because it's called growth because he's still Snoop at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's always doing different things. So nothing wrong with that. Now, let's be for All real. Right. Bruce Jenner reinvented himself. That's If you ask me, that's growth. That's what he wanted to grow into. Oh, okay. All right. Kim Kardashian is considering possibly doing a spinoff show with who? Kanye West. All right. So apparently uh, that's something that they've been discussing and talking about. You know, they had Courtney and Kim take Miami and why not? I mean, I'm sure Kanye would love to do something like that. Nah, I'm not interested in that. That's not, not, it's not, see, that's not the kind of growth I want in my life. You know what I mean? I don't want to see Kanye West on reality TV. Maybe it depends. Know, it, dep- it depends. Yeah, it, do, it does it depend. Depends. I would like, I would actually like to see Kim more in Kanye's world than Kanye being exactly. Kanye Kardashian. You know what I mean? But then again, it might be I feel dope. like we see Kim in Kanye's world all the time. She's at all not- the album. Uh, yeah, but not. But we don't see the making of it. Like, like going to the factory, see how he's making the sneakers, seeing how he's designing this stuff, seeing how he's being a dad. Not the other BS, but the the real Kanye. I, I would love to see that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Then again, it might be interesting to see Kanye as daddy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It might be good to see him as daddy. Yeah, around the house, husband, mm-hmm. father. Yeah, it could be interesting. All right, so you say yes now to this. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm be honest. I really don't know how I, I feel. I see, because you went from that to yes. All I'm, right. Who is the world's highest paid actor who made $239 million last year? You know who that is? The Rock. It's actually George Clooney. Now, the bulk of that money that he made came from his $1 billion sale of his Casamigos tequila brand. See, I don't and like stuff course, like that. I don't like, I don't like numbers like that. from endorsement deals Why? and other movies as well. Because if you say who's the highest paid actor, I'm all, I'm thinking that they're getting paid off movies. Like so, but then when you talk about the business acumen, that's a whole different ball game. The right, way well, the way the, the way the, the question is number two. The number is number two on the list. Who's number two? The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, and because the, the Rock is the highest paid actor in Hollywood as far as like what he gets per film. Like George Clooney, you cheating with your billion dollar tequila deal? I can't even think of a George Clooney movie that came out yeah, last year. Yeah, but that's year. like we talk about um, hip hop artists who's the highest paid, and we take into consideration all the other ventures they have. Like Ciroc plays true, a large part rap, in, yeah. in Diddy making a lot of the money that he's made outside yes. of music. So I guess what do say? Yeah. What was George Clooney's big true. movie last year? Anybody know? Nope. Nope. Oh, exactly. I do know that he made $239 million, though, so congratulations to him, though. Mm. That's still a big deal. All right, and Ariana Grande, she talks about Pete Davidson and how she found healing after everything that happened in Manchester. 
after that tragedy that happened a little over a year ago. But she's very exciting for her wedding plans with Pete Davidson. She sat down with Michael Strahan on ABC News. And here's what she had to say about knowing that he was the one. I just thought he was so cute. The only thing we said to each other is just like, hi. And like, we just like worked <laughs> together. I was like, I'm going to marry that man. Cut to three years later. I just ticks every box and just gets better every day. How did you know Pete was the one for you? I mean, it's just like a feeling, you know? That's so cheesy. Like, people are always like, when you know, you know. And you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, okay. Did you listen to the Pete Davidson song yet? You know I listened to Pete. It's only a minute long. Drop on the clues bombs with Pete Davidson. You know, that's the, that's the only song I listen to on the whole Ariana Grande album. I went straight to Pete <laughs> Davidson record. It's, all, it's literally only a minute and 15 seconds long, but it don't matter, all right? He got a whole minute 15 song named after him. Pete is laying it down like it's never been laid down before, okay? Not Big Sean, <laughs> not Mac Miller, young Petey D. <laughs> All right. Well, Stupid. best of luck to them. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now I'm excited about this. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, I like the girl. Who cares who you like? Cool it now. That's right. The People's Choice mixes up next. Let me know your favorite BBD joint, your favorite Bobby Brown joint, or your favorite new edition joint. That's what we're doing this morning. What's your favorite joint, Yee? Uh, my favorite new edition joint? Oh, it's going to be a slow song. Maybe it's going to be Can You Stand the Rain. Can you stand the rain? Okay, what about you, Charlamagne? Oh, man, I got so many of them. I mean, Cool It Now comes to mind because, like, when my daughter was, like, one or two years old, that was, like, one of her favorite songs, Cool It Now. But um, I love Mr. if it's... Mr. Telephone Man. I love if it isn't That's love. You know what I mean? I like You're Not My Kind of Girl. Pick one. Uh, I mean, let's go with Cool It Now. Why not? All right. You're going to have to play if it isn't love. So you can't tell me to pick one because you're going to play at least three that I love. All right. Well, we're going to get your joints on right now at DJ MV. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.